Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, morning, everybody. Good morning. This is the Mind Virus Show. Today is Monday, April... 424-23. April 24th, 2023. I'm Jordan Bruno. And I'm Bobby Flood. And... um, It's nice to meet you, Bobby Flood. (laughs) We're the Mind Virus Podcast, as you know. Because you're here listening. We are into this uh, endeavor uh, 123 weeks so far. This is week 124. Yeah, yeah. Two and a half years almost. Yep. So, uh, got a question for you, Mr. I'm not taking uh, questions Bruno. today. I don't... <laughs> you keep saying all this blank about me. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be on your podcast anymore, man. Okay, Governor. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe we'll talk about what we're referring to in a bit. We, we I, have to because you just showed it to me. I have some. I have a question. But for you me. wanted to. You wanted to launch in. You had some sort of a. You were gonna. You were gonna ambush me. Some ambush journalism for to start off the podcast today. I, I think is what you said right before. Because of course we don't script this. So I wanted to know if you are fed up with hearing about Mother's Day from corporations. I'm I'm formulating response. Calculating, calculating. Could you ask the chat GPT that question, please? And then then have it respond in my voice. Am I fed up up about hearing about Mother's Day from the corporations? with, With hearing about Mother's Day. Am I fed are, up with hearing about Mother's Day? Are you hearing too much mothers? about Am Mother's Day? Am I hearing Day? too much about Mother's Day? Because... When is Mother's Day, by the way? Um, it's in a, like a week or two. I guess I'll ask Google that question. Because, because I want you to know that many corporations are there for you. This from, this from Fry's. <laughs> this is May 14th, by the this way. From, this from Fry's, which is Three a, weeks. A, a grocery store chain. We know Mother's Day and Father's Day can be sensitive times for some. If you'd like to opt out out of our emails and push notifications for these holidays, please tap below. Don't worry, you'll still receive all our other emails. And from K Jewelers. Okay, I see what this is. K Jewelers, we're here for you. We know Mother's Day can be challenging, can be a challenging time, which is why we want to know if you'd rather not receive Mother's Day related emails. Click the button below and we'll take care of the rest. As always, you'll still be first to know about new styles you'll love. Sounds kind of ominous because on one hand, it's like, oh man, are they going to like inundate everybody with Mother's Day emails? <laughs> DoorDash. <laughs> a note about Mother's Day. We understand that Mother's Day may be a difficult time for some. Click the button below prefer if, you'd, if you'd prefer to be removed from additional emails. And there's more. There's, you have similar emails from... Uh, Nespresso, from Levi's, from, um, uh, let's see, who's this? Ancestry, ironically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, MAC, 
I'm not sure what that is. Mac, M-A-C-M dot A dot C. Um, looks like they're a makeup company. Um, That's a, no, they make trucks. They make uh, heavy equipment, <laughs> Mac truck. You have it. You have exclusive, or uh, not exclusive. I'm reading the, the email here. You have similar from uh, other, other brands, a lot of different brands. This, this uh, Twitter account called Arizona Informer has assembled this thread of all of these different uh, emails coming from, so you have it from Thomas Sabo. A lot of these are kind of women's focused brands, makeup brands, things like that. Stitch Fix. Uh, something's strange. Something's strange about this because uh, they, they're worded very similar. As if it, the same, it, it's definitely the same not, people made up the it, email. It's definitely not organic. Yeah. And I just, uh, I found it very strange. Uh, Bye Bye Baby uh, has an email out. Beauty Counter. Um, kind of anyway, just, uh, so I just wanted you and others to know that, uh, if you're, if you don't want to receive emails about mother's day from your favorite makeup brand, you can probably opt out of it. Say, if you don't want to receive mother's day emails <laughs> or father's day, or only father's one of day. them mentioned father's day. Can you, can you opt out of one, but not the other? Yeah. See, that's one of the tricky uh, ways. See, I identify as a father. One of the tricky ways these uh, but not companies, a mother. these companies keep you on their email I'd, list. I'd prefer to have a blackout around Mother's Day. Then I don't have to just, I just don't have to do anything. You know, I don't have to go get any gifts. Don't have to worry about it. Maybe my wife will forget about it. She won't. Yeah, but she, maybe she won't be as. <laughs> maybe you can. Maybe get I can get into her email and opt out yeah, of all the emails. And then she won't know that it's coming up. She'll just be like, "Oh, it's Mother's Day. We could, we, we, we could make her breakfast in bed, and she'll be happy." And then. But that's one of the way these corporations keep you on their email list is they have promotional emails, information emails, holiday emails. And, and if you unsubscribe, you're only unsubscribing to one type. And so they can still keep you. Yeah, I've noticed that. How if you click the unsubscribe, it brings you to a page like, hey. Right. You're, you're, you realize, oh, they've, they've got me down for a lot of emails here. You can uncheck most of them or you can be in this category or that category. Slow it down a little bit. Don't you, does it bug you when they get kind of like folksy with you? Like, um, they'll, they'll say, hey, buddy, you're receiving a lot of emails. You want to, you want to slow this down a little bit? Like, like you're in a relationship with them or right. something right. or, uh, you know, they get all friendly, no, friendly talk. If I want to unsubscribe, I never want to see you again. That's why I'm clicking unsubscribe. I don't want your emails ever again. It's not that, oh, I only want certain types of emails from you, dear anonymous brand. MAC. That I don't remember ever subscribing to in the first place. I just don't want to ever hear from you. And I especially don't want to be offended about Mother's Day. But I found that, that whole thread quite interesting because it's clearly not an organic, spontaneous movement. It's... There's something behind it, and it, it got me wondering what exactly is behind this anti-Mother's Day or sort of this, we know Mother's Day is really sensitive for you. Well, you have the professional uh, protester class, right? And then we've, we've also acknowledged a professional, professionally offended, a perpetually and professionally offended class, right? Like this, right. Is, the, this is the group that invents... 
<clears throat> crimes against them or, or tries to tries to make everything a crime against them right. or a, or a or a social media event some sort of a viral event that gets them publicity or whatever uh for example didn't the the BYU volleyball scandal kind of fall into that category where there was a a girl that claimed there were racial comments made mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. went into damage control mode especially and including the Brigham Young University yeah yeah and, they and they the, banned, and, and, and they banned a guy who they, was his he didn't have his full mental faculties i mean they they just stepped on everybody right and then without ever doing an investigation and then a couple first. of weeks later when the investigation had finally which was probably not very much of an investigation, but they realized nothing had happened. Right. And then they are like quietly saying, okay, you can come back to the games, bud. Please don't sue our brains out. Right. Yeah, there's definitely a, a class of people out there. Well, it turned uh, out the girl that was uh, complaining like had had a history of false yeah. accusations. Right. Yeah, that all kind of kicked off, it seems like, with the... Uh, the Duke lacrosse scandal back in the aughts, I think that was. Re- some, refresh my memory. Was this a rape accusation? Yeah, some Duke thing? lacrosse players went to a party and some girls there accused them of, of rape. And it blew up. It was national news. The attorney general, or uh, maybe not the attorney general, but a district attorney, some attorney involved on the prosecution side, really... An attorney lieutenant, maybe? Really. Uh, lieutenant. Look, a captain. I always like that. As a major. That, a major attorney. I always like that uh, pronunciation of the word lieutenant. Lieutenant. And colonel, which yeah. is really pronounced colonel or something like that. Colonial or something. Yeah, there's no R in colonel. Unless you're talking about popcorn. But the... Uh, colonel. The... the uh, this attorney kind of ran with it, trying to per, uh, really boost his political ambitions in his career, and it blew up, and the accusations were just false, and it really ruined uh, the reputation of those, the young men involved. Uh, the program, the Duke program. Colonel. Colonel. Keep talking. Sorry, did I interrupt you? Colonel. 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 Spelled K U R. N-U-H-L. Colonel. <laughs> the, the Duke program was put on probation. The coach, who had nothing to do with any of it, was uh, let go. And uh, for, like, I think for a year or two, there was no lacrosse at Duke. And then they came back with a new coach and uh, ended up winning a national title. It was a great comeback story because by then, see, the world was a little different then. What, in, what 20 years ago? Yeah, it might have not even been that long ago. I think this was in the mid... Aughts. The mid aughts, so maybe fifteen to twenty years ago. See, the mid aughts would be two thousand five. Yeah, that's eighteen years ago. Yeah, but I don't know if that was. We're getting when close this was. to like twenty. We're getting close to like twenty years from the mid aughts. I'm just, I'm just saying, I, body I, flood. I know you're getting old. I, 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 but see, the world was different back then. People still wanted to know and valued truth, and so when the truth. Two thousand seven, by the way. Okay. Was when the lawsuit was filed. When the truth came out, the media, the sports media, and even just mainstream media corrected the record. And the story was changed. ESPN even did a 30 for 30 documentary on the whole story. 
and they set the record straight and they they the young men involved were exonerated their reputations They're, were yeah, repaired they, yeah and they put the blame where it lied with which was with the uh, attorney that really rabble roused this stuff for his own personal career gain and also the accusers that wouldn't happen nowadays for example uh, the BYU volleyball their BYU's reputation was never really corrected even though BYU came out and said there was nothing here and there was no evidence that anything happened the accuser didn't face any consequences either and that was a little bit less of a uh, accusation as far as like the gravitas of it, but it still made big headlines for a couple of days. Interestingly enough, this also involved Duke University. Mm. Right. Right. Mm. right. <clears throat> so a- anyway, the world's changed though now because you got, now, now you can become a professional accuser. You can become a professional uh, uh, offendee and uh, it can be pretty lucrative if you can leverage it in the right ways especially with social media you can get on tiktok and and make all kinds of accusations about systemic this and systemic that and people sympathize and you can you can next thing you know you've got millions of views and clicks and sponsors and and all you do is complain about uh imagined grievances perceived grievances and it is a, it's, a, it's literally now a line of work. The world has changed dramatically. And so now you have, I guess you have companies that are so afraid of sending out a, a Mother's Day email that might offend somebody that can't have kids or whose mother's passed on or identifies as a mother or something or a former mother that now identifies as a father. I mean, it, everything is so... <laughs> so screwed up that you have companies now, uh, women's product companies like makeup companies, afraid to talk to their customers and promote Mother's Day specials. That's some messed up stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, hey, yeah, look, you're preaching to the choir, Mr. Flood here. <laughs> I'm with you. I, uh, <laughs> There's so much to talk about here. Uh, like I, I want to bring up the media blackout around what the um, this is the second story on Zero Hedge right now that uh, it's titled uh, "News Blackout in Effect" by Matt Taibbi on how the uh, Congress has actual evidence that Secretary Blinken, who was part of the Biden campaign induced the intelligence establishment to write that letter saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation right before the election and get the news outlets to just right to just squash the story. And now the news outlets are squashing the story that they all squashed the story and that it was all fomented by the Biden family and and the Biden the Biden crime family, I guess is what we would call it, but it was the Biden campaign more that's what they're calling it, the Biden campaign. Um so Blinken <laughs> calls this guy named uh, Morell, I believe, who started the letter or wrote the letter and then had all these people sign it. So that, that's something we probably should talk about because this is, 
we've still, we've talked about it so much. I, I, I'm sure our listeners haven't become fatigued because it's just in our faces. But uh, like the level of false reality going on is out of control. So so let's table that for just a second because did you see the top story on Zero Hedge? Second to top. I know, but did you see the top story? Did I see the top story? It's kind of big news. Oh wow, Tucker's out at Fox. It, yeah, interesting. That's that's a new top story, by the way. Tucker Carlson has been fired by Fox News for what? Too much truth. <laughs> I don't know, but it comes forty-eight hours after they <laughs> fired Dan Bongino, who I think had a highly rated show as well. The highest-rated cable news host in history of is out at Fox. Not not the history of Fox, but in the history of cable of news. news history. <laughs> or sorry, in the history of cable news shows. Tucker Carlson, he is out at Fox. The day after they cut ties with Dan Bongino, is that what they call the guy? I think so. Is that what he calls himself? Dan Bongino. We have agreed to part ways, reads a statement from the network, which thanks him for his service as a host. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so, okay, okay, okay. Okay, let's, okay. If you can, Bobby Flood, table this line of thought for just a second because well i don't want to talk about tucker carlson well I just no thought that was interesting I, I i wouldn't mind talking about tucker carlson because i think he's done a great job but we asked three questions last week and no one answered any of our questions i just want to bring that up what were the questions again well is it fair to say you've read a book if okay, you only yeah. listen to the book yeah I play the radio has a comment on that, and he never commented. I know that Mister Mister Radio, Mister I play radio freely or IP freely or whatever your <laughs> pronouns are. Um, I know you have a comment on whether it's fair to say that you've read a book when you only listen to it. I did when think- you merely. What would be a better a better way to introduce uh, adverb? You merely listen to I, it. I spent some time. You um, conveniently listen to it. I ponderized that question this mm-hmm. week, and I I came down to the conclusion that yes, it counts as reading it because, unlike a movie, you still have to use your brain and engage in the narration and visualize things in your mind, as if you were reading. Okay, so we have one definitive response to the question we asked, which is by one of the co-hosts of the show. That's not really <laughs> fair, but come on, I play the radio, Mr. <clears throat> radio. I know you have a comment on whether or not it's fair to say that you've read the book if you merely listen to it. Okay. You'd be in good, you'd be in good company if you feel that's appropriate to say. I mean, Bobby Flood agrees. Okay, the other one was, oh, and by the way, we did have some great comments on the podcast page, especially from our friend Whitaker, relative to earthquake codes. Oh, and I, and I have to, I made a big enough mistake, you know, I have to say, it is challenging to not only have an unscripted mind virus experience, but to calculate things on the fly, like steps on the Richter scale, tenths tenths of a step on the Richter mm-hmm, scale. Mm-hmm. And I dramatically failed last week uh, when I said that 7.4 was twice as bad as 7.3. It, 7. Didn't, sound, it didn't sound right, but I, I, when I came into this oh, world... Oh, so you're saying you knew it? No, I just want, when I came into this world, I was told there would be no math. And so I thought... <laughs> 
I wasn't I wasn't told that there would be math in 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 my earthly experience. I I I'd like to uh I'd like to get a refund. Yep. I'd like take me back out. Take me out just for a minute. Put me in the world with no math. Okay, so 7.6 is twice as big in magnitude, but a 7.4 is only 1.258 times greater. And this is because it's a logarithmic scale, which is like a curve. If you looked at it on a graph, it's curving upwards. Um, I know if Dimitri were listening, which he'll probably check in for this one episode, he would have corrected the, the record immediately. But uh, anyway, I got my math wrong there. A 7.4 being 1.258 times greater in magnitude is pretty significant. And according to the calculator that I uh, linked to on that page, you can go put in the the various magnitudes and see the differences. Uh, A 1.74, or sorry, a 7.4 would release 1.4 times as much energy. So it would be a huge deal to have a 7.4 versus a 7.3, but not twice as bad. So that was a bad mistake that I made. Want to correct the record there. Um, if there's one thing we care about on the Mind Virus show, it's that Jordan gets his facts right. I know Bobby worries about that a lot. <laughs> so, so I just have to say that out loud. Uh, anyway, more, more dramatically though, more worse than that, no one responded to our question about boxing classes, weight categories. Right. Your question was, are there too many? Is 18 too many? And I did a little more research. It looks like there's only 17 official ones. So Google is wrong. Here's, here's your AI being wrong. Mm, mm. Uh, I don't know which one I repeated or which one they repeated. I can't remember. That'd be a lot of work to go back and listen for, uh, what, 30 seconds and try to sort all of that out. But nobody answered the question whether we have too many boxing classes, weight classes. <clears throat> Do you care, would you care to... Give us the definitive answer on that. Yes. Is that the answer or is that your response to my question about giving us the answer? Both. Okay. There's too many weight classes. Okay. Change my mind. Change my mind, chat. Okay. Uh, I'm glad we put that one to rest. We were talking about dreams last week, and I had a few friends chime in with some, some flood dreams, which were interesting. Maybe, maybe these dreams are too private to share. Maybe your thoughts on those dreams are too private to share, but I just wanted to point out there are people out there that knew people that contributed to the discussion privately, and if you just want to talk amongst yourself about your dreams, that's fine. Bobby and I have shared them on, on the podcast. You know, We're brave enough, brave enough to do that, but... You guys can keep it private. That's okay. <laughs> so I think that uh, something you brought up a few minutes ago is really important, and it's this false reality. You know, we've we've talked about that over the two plus years, but man, it gets it gets. I, I was watching. Now so, that the announcements are done, so John John Fetterman's out of the hospital, and he they threw him back into the his Senate duties, and he. This was on C-SPAN. He was trying to lead a... <laughs> he promptly got lost at the Capitol. He was trying to lead a, a meeting of some kind, and he could barely get through the just reading on a piece of paper, like the introductions. And I just thought, how is it that this guy is a senator? Pennsylvania but it, is worse it, than Utah. It's like, 
in, in a normal world, he would not have even run. Maybe that's why they want to do smart cities, so that they can make people feel smart. Three smart fellows, they felt smart. Say that 15 times fast. <clears throat> but then you have the president of the United States. In a normal world, a sane world, he would not have, Biden would not be the president of the United States because everyone involved would have said, he's not qualified. He's not healthy. Well, same with, first same all, with the vice president. Yeah, there's so much serious stuff to say, but there's also a bunch of, uh, of um, fun to poke at the situation. You've seen the meme going around that uh, they're going to have Biden and Fetterman run as a joint ticket. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. I mean, it's not like Ka- Kamala Harris is a real big brain either. A firecracker. She, she's, a, she's absurd. A sharpie. <laughs> and then you go down the line. I mean, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, well, and they're all on Feinstein. Dr- they're all on drugs. I mean. They're alcoholics. They're on drugs. <laughs> There's, we're not sending our best and brightest to Washington. It's so bad that Trump is, uh, there was a, a little uh, headline that, I can't remember where I saw it, but Trump did a bit at one of his rallies where he pretended to be lost. Right. Where am I? Am I where am I? Am I here? You know, doing the whole Biden thing. Well, it's so bad that Trump is, a, is being considered as a front runner for, to win the presidency again. And let's go back, like we elected Trump. This twice. is still part, not part of the. <laughs> we elected him twice. This is not part of the same existence, <laughs> right? Like, the, okay, so <clears throat> that's the thing about the um, the Blinken Morell revelation here through the Republican committee. What was it was a letter released by Jim Jordan? Is it the uh, Judiciary Committee? Mm-hmm. And they have a subcommittee on the weaponization of government which apparently members of that committee are threatening Taibi with jail time. I'm sure they are. For, for, for making a mistake on it, one of his Twitter, his copious, like, I mean, this is the whole give me six lines penned by the hand of an honest man and I'll find you a reason to hang him mm-hmm. issue. So, so it's not a conspiracy theory. It's not a theory it appears to be documented fact. I mean, the, if you look at the letter, at least this is what Zero Hedge is reporting that the committee has released. The question was asked <clears throat> of this guy, Morell, who's a, who's a senior, former deputy director of the Central Intelligence Agency, so very senior, and one of the 51 signatories of a public statement that denounced the story that the New York Post put out where they were blocked off of Twitter, remember? And Facebook. And everything. Uh, the the story was that there was this this uh, Hunter Biden laptop that contained all this material about the Biden crime family and their involvement in the crime syndicate uh, relationship to Ukrainian deals, et cetera, et cetera, China, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and by the way, it had all this salacious material where Hunter had recorded himself doing drugs, sleeping with prostitutes, et cetera. Right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm saying et cetera just for the sake of the listeners, not wasting your time running through a laundry list. This is not just me backing out because I don't have anything to say. I mean, the the allegations are not only copious, they're documented on Hunter's laptop. And so right before the election, the New York Post runs the story. The, the FBI had declined to do anything about it for what, a year? Something like that? 
about the laptop. Yeah, about the laptop because they'd yeah, been they, given the they laptop. Had it. it wasn't like the. It wasn't. They've demonized this guy that owns the. In fact, Hunter is suing the guy, right? Mm-hmm. They demonized him for turning it in to the FBI. Well, they. No, they they demonized him after the fact because he was involved, but he didn't. He, but he didn't take he it gave to the it media. To Rudy Giuliani, or he didn't something. give it to the media. He gave it to the FBI Initially. first, and then Rudy Giuliani because they didn't do anything, or about they didn't it. want any. They didn't. They, he offered it to him, I think, and they never picked it up. Or I don't remember the details of all that, but the fact is, it was. We were told over and over that it was a hoax. We were told that it was fake. That it was Russian. Well, they had 51 disinformation, 51 uh, members of the intelligence community signed Morell's letter. This guy who's former deputy director director of the CIA. And so when asked about it by the subcommittee on the weaponization of government, they asked him, prior to Secretary Blinken calling you, did you have any intent to write this statement? He says, no, I did not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so his call triggered it? Yes, it did. It triggered that intent in you? Yes, it did. And then they go on, and um, this is uh, Blinken. Why did you do this? Well, there were two intents. One intent was to share a concern with the American people that Russians were playing on this issue. Now, remember, this is the Biden campaign or the Biden family that is... Blinken worked for the Biden campaign yeah. at this time. Yeah, and now he's being re- rewarded because he's got high office in government, a very important office where he can peddle influence. So anyway, they wanted to share their concern with the American people that the Russians were playing on this issue, and two, it was to help the vice president. So Jordan says, you wanted to help the vice president? Why? Because I wanted him to win the election. You wanted him to win, that's why? Yes, sir. So now we have documented in Congress, under oath, the fact that in order to influence the outcome of the election, they squashed the story. Well, not only squashed they the story, lied about but it. they they created an entirely an, an entire counter narrative about the laptop and the contents on it. And let's be clear that the scandal isn't Hunter's escapades. The scandal is that he was in foreign countries selling the office of the vice president of the United States to people who were willing to pay. To the highest bidder, meaning the Chinese. Chinese, Ukrainian, probably Russian, and dozens of other well, Ukrainian, countries. Yeah, the Ukrainian stuff doesn't seem like th- th- we were selling out to the Ukrainians. They were like, they're using Ukraine as like a washing machine, a money laundering machine. Right. I mean, Biden's, Biden's on the record. Th- this is the whole FTX scandal. The, the money's going back to the Democrat Party. Right. Biden's on record saying... You got to fire so and so to telling Ukraine. You got to fire so and so, and then we'll get you the money that you that you need. Like so, they this was not a. Right, and this is what Trump was impeached over, right? Because he was interested in that. He he was going to withhold a million dollars or something like that, and from, that's why from going over to Ukraine until they had resolved this issue. Right. Like I want you to look into this. That's why did uh, did President Biden do or Vice President Biden do this, and then boom, they impeached him. And that's why what's his name, um, Michael Flynn was was fired and smeared and attacked because yeah. well, he, he was set up. It, he, he was set up. They right. induced him into a, a like a a mistake lie or a liar. You know, he said something that was untrue or, or incorrect, I think, and then they I tried don't to even throw think him in jail. It, I don't even think it was that. I just think he made a phone call 
to inquire about this, and they got him on some sort of ridiculous espionage act or something. Like, so I thought they got him for like lying to the FBI. That's all it was. Maybe it was just that after he had been misinformed or yeah set up. Like they set him up, and so he, in order to save face, he cooperated. You know, in order to try to protect, because this was early on in the Trump presidency. mm -hmm. He's like, okay, I'm. They got me on this technicality. Uh, I better fold so that this, because he's a patriot. He's like, uh, okay, I'm going to take one for the team, essentially, mm-hmm. is what's going on here, and try to avoid any damage to my family or my rep, you know, any further damage to anything. And that, yeah. that guy, turns out that guy's like a true patriot. Like, and, he, he's and, an admirable and, individual. If you, listen right. to, if you listen to Michael Flynn, that man is an admirable, admirable person, I think. And all of this is unraveled, and... So far, there's been no consequences for anybody involved. I suspect maybe Blinken is being set up to take the fall here, but this came from Biden himself. This was the Biden campaign doing this. Just like I don't the, think it was Biden. Well, was he running the camp? He was in his basement having ice cream or something, <laughs> hiding from COVID. Right. It's the people that were running the campaign and who are running his government. Mar- Martin Armstrong calls them the neocons. Which is interesting because the neocons have always been associated with the uh, uh, Republican Party. There's um, a the, the neocons have a huge influence in Washington D.C. I mean, they're warmongers. They're the they're the guys out there making sure we drop bombs. It's essentially we the go. Clintons and the Bushes. Okay? Yeah, yeah, or everyone sure. associated with them because they're they're just the face of the of most the of these most of these guys that lead the intelligence agencies probably fall into that category. So. Matt Taibbi calls this one of the biggest news stories of all time as far as political scandal. It, 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 it might, really is. It, it, I mean, I think it blows Watergate out of the water. Well, the problem is gate. there's so much evidence. Like, it's like, in, I haven't gone through it, but people that have gone through it have posted so much. There's such a voluminous amount of material <clears throat> that, that demonstrates plainly what's going on. You just don't have to connect any dots. It's in your face. And again, in a sane rational world there would be consequences for all these people the president would be impeached his entire cabinet his entire administration would be ousted this would be a major shift shift in 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 our political uh history but none of that's happening and none of it will happen there will be no serious consequences for any of these people there's going to be a fall guy. Maybe it's Blinken. But and the show talk, must go on. We're talking about the, the 50 people who signed that letter. Remember that letter was in the New York Times or something? I mean, five of them, this is according to Taibbi's story, including five former heads or acting heads of the agency in Morell, John Brennan, Leon Panetta, Michael Hayden, John McLaughlin. Cons- they all conspired to meddle in domestic politics on a grand scale. Essentially, what you had here was the vice, the former vice president of the United States was running for president, Joe Biden, right? His campaign used his connections with the people involved at various intelligence agencies in the U.S. government, including the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, all of these different alphabet agencies, to... Let's not forget they also spied on the Trump campaign in his 2016 mm-hmm. campaign. 
uh, Hillary's campaign spied on him as well as Obama. And I'm sure Biden was, well, Biden was out to lunch, but see, but can, these are all the same people yeah, doing can, the same can I, things. I feel like, um, you know, the way we're talking about it is actually inaccurate because we keep saying the Biden campaign or the Biden crime family. Well, what it is, is it's essentially elements within the government. You could call it the deep state. You could yeah. call it the oligarchy. They orchestrated the Biden campaign. They wanted Trump out. Right. They, they, they basically looked at Trump as sort of a malignant pathogen or something that had entered their space. And they they cut it out like they had a surgi- a surgical procedure to cut their this Trump cancer out of the out of the government right and and then they they uh, concocted the Biden I mean they had to make sure that he beat Bernie Sanders they had to they had to do all of this stuff to make sure that he rises to prominence you know this there's a chain of uh, what appears to be unscrupulous activity following Biden to to uh, what at first seemed like an improbable win right. <laughs> in 2020, and uh, this involved a lot of COVID stuff. Let's not forget the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. This involves um, covering up for Hunter. It involves mail in. Ballots. Mail in ballots and and making sure that because it's not like they just flipped the switch. Although they did stop the voting, <laughs> and they they flipped the switch on the media right. in the middle of the night on election night. Well, and that's but they, a, that's another important aspect is the media was all in on this. Yeah, because the media, the 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 big time corporate media is controlled by the intelligence agencies. Right. They 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 did that. But they had to set that up. Like if you watch 2,000 Mules, which again, I'll recommend, even though it's you know pretty simplistic, kind of an eighth grade level analysis, it's very solid. The points that they bring up about the geolocation data and all that are very solid. Um, they, what they did was they had to, they, orga- they tried to make it look organic. They had wealthy Democrat donors, putting, uh, paying to get the ballot boxes put in all the right places. They made it look like, you know, because this is, it's not like they just invented a bunch of false uh, electronic data. So that, that was the original, one of the original claims by people like Mike, is it Mike Liddell um, or Lindell mm-hmm. of MyPillow? Mm-hmm. Anyway, there were a lot of people that were looking at data flows and saying China hacked us or Germany hacked us or whatever, you know, it's possible, but it, it appears that from what D'Souza shows is that they had a very intricate um, logistical operation to get fake ballots in. And, and perhaps in a lot of cases, you know, even their fake ballot stuffing didn't, <laughs> didn't cause enough votes for Biden to win in the, in the key places. And maybe they had to rig the, maybe they had to run them twice. You know, we had all the, the stoppages of counting, people coming back in and running, you know, on surveillance camera, running ballots through multiple times in Atlanta. I think that was one of the places where they where they uh, documented that. They threw everybody out of the building because there was like a water leak or something, and then the four people come back in and start counting ballots and right. Yeah, I, I, we, there's so many shenanigans, you know. This this all this all adds up to uh, a Biden win, but it's like the whole point of this is to just convince America 
that it's plausible that Biden won. So you have to squash the Hunter Biden laptop story to just make it even plausible. It's it's all about control of your mind. Because if you if if too many of the if too many of the people out there say the emperor has no clothes, then their system falls apart. Because we're the resource that they want to suck dry. We're the we're the ones that these vampires live off of. So you got all anyway. You got all of this stuff. And let us not forget then what what now appears to be a choreographed takedown of the Trump wave on January 6th. Right. Uh, uh, TBM, one of our favorite commenters. <laughs> You're all our favorite, guys. Um, everybody that comments, we love you. He sent me right before the podcast started a link to the 60, or at least a tweet about the 60 Minutes damage control or yeah they're F- whitewashing you where they're whitewashing the ray Epps. ray Epps, yeah ray Epps is a stand-up guy we have nothing to do with this move along so rather than have him testify in front of congress under oath they're going to have him testify on 60 minutes is that kind of what it was did you see anything about it <laughs> i just saw some headlines i didn't I haven't had a chance See to the look episode into it. I don't even know if I want to. The, the, the totality of evidence here is like, okay. But here, here's the thing. So if, he's, not, he's not wearing any clothes. If Ray Epps was not an FBI asset, then why isn't he arrested? Because he's on video saying, we got to go into the Capitol. He's on video tip moving barriers. He's on video rabble rousing. But this is all, this is all just for your... For your public, uh, for right. your consumptions, for your is for your benefit, for our benefit. It's <laughs> like, well, he's on. He was on sixty minutes. We don't need to worry about it. Right. The guy. Then why isn't he? A, what I'm saying is though he's he's documented committing crimes far worse than some of the people that have been locked up since then. Right. And but then, but then everybody can say, well, we put it to we put it to rest because he was on TV and whatever. What wasn't there? Some guy on Ellen degenerate yeah, yeah, where the, um, the uh the vegas the vegas shooting security hero. guard or, or hero or police officer yeah. whatever he he comes on under odd mm. circumstances on ellen and with and, an obvious handler and sets the issue to rest there months after the fact it wasn't and even then months we, after the fact weeks it was after Im- the fact it was immediately oh and then we've never heard from him and again. we never hear from him again yeah and, and we, we never, never talk about the vegas we never speak of the vegas shooting ever again which looked like some sort of a massive training operation i don't know why. something was, like i don't know what was going on something is really it, it weird was, about the vegas shooting yeah and it was it didn't make sense in real time i remember watching that news coverage in real time thinking this is so screwed up and i mean they interviewed the alleged shooter's brother and i swear he had like cocaine on his nose and the stuff he was saying was crazy like stuff that they mm-hmm. wouldn't want out there and they cut him off the FBI moved in and like shoved the sheriff aside. Like it was, um, I mean, the night of there was reports of multiple shootings at different casinos. None of it makes any sense. None of it adds up to some guy who was mad because he lost money gambling. So he, why wouldn't, okay, let, let's imagine, because that's the official. So he got a bunch of AR-15s and bump stocks. That's the official narrative, right? He was mad that he lost money gambling. So as a response to losing money gambling, he rents a high-dollar suite, hauls 30 to 40 rifles up there and thousands of rounds of ammunition, and shoots up a concert 500 yards away from his window. 
that doesn't make any sense. Like if he's super mad, <laughs> if he's mad enough to shoot up a place about his gambling losses, why wouldn't he have shot up the casino with one rifle? And I also, how does one get 30 something rifles up into a hotel you'd suite think, you'd think without a, raising a some guy, eyebrows? You'd think a gun guy would pick like two, three, four of his favorite. Yeah. Just doesn't make any sense. I mean, the way that there's, there's, there's cameras all over casinos. Somehow he, he, you know, he shoots through or breaks a, one of those thick hotel casino w- windows and doesn't. Oh, yeah. Doesn't set off any alarms. Like, there, there, nothing adds up. Nothing makes any sense it, it, about there's that. There's clearly something bigger and more uh, maybe sinister is, was going on that night. And it, it looks like that it went completely awry and innocent people died because of it. One, one more data point. I mean, we could, we could, maybe we should look into the Vegas shooting and do a uh, what we think happened episode on that. It would require us to do a little work, though. Um, over the weekend, apparently the hashtag climate scam was trending on Twitter mm-hmm. and TikTok has decided now that, uh, they're going to ban any discussion of non accepted, you know, non, what would you call it? Alternative heresy, her- heresy. Yeah. That's what you would call it. Her- any climate heresy will not be allowed on TikTok. You can't have an opinion different than the current accepted mainstream, which is anthropogenic climate change. Man is causing climate change. Uh, one of our which just just what all that does is give all that does is empower the people who use this hashtag climate scam because they can say, "See, we're being censored," and they are. They're being censored, yeah, but it's TikTok who's supposedly under the control of the Chinese, right? Um. One of our listeners, by the way, asked me a funny question the other day. It's not really funny, but I'm going to ask you, what percentage of the atmosphere is carbon dioxide? Um, like 95%. 95. <laughs> 95%. 70%. This is the whole this is the whole crux of the issue. It's like we're we're adding too much carbon dioxide. We're right. going to be destroyed by it. It's the majority of the of the atmosphere, right? No, it's nitri- nitrogen's like seventy okay, percent. Nitrogen, and then oxygen's twenty-one percent. You know how much carbon dioxide is? I was surprised. I got clo- I got closer than you. Yeah, you're you're in the ballpark now. It's point zero four percent of the atmosphere, and this is what plants crave: carbon dioxide. They, <laughs> no, plants crave brondo. Brondo. Yeah. No, plants plants actually breathe carbon dioxide. So if we were to increase, there are there are legitimate arguments to be made that if we you know it's a, it's a trace gas. And they call it a greenhouse gas because they want to control you. Mm-hmm. But there's a really good argument to be made that we would actually have a far better uh, quality of life by promoting plant life by you know allowing more carbon di- carbon into the atmosphere, carbon dioxide, etc. Because we're we're not we're talking about minuscule differences here relative to to air, and they right. they act like uh, uh, he he was pointing out that he was watching film of interactions between members of Congress or parliament or whatever, where they ask, you know, these experts who are on the, on the real team reality side of it will say, well, okay, well, how you want to pass all these laws? You want to, you want to like cut your own legs off in your economy and you're worried because you're worried about carbon dioxide. Well, how much of the atmosphere is it? And they, 
and everybody thinks it's like 90% carbon dioxide and we're all going to choke mm-hmm. because we're putting too much of it in the atmosphere. It's a trace gas. It's a, it's a climate scam. And so people are getting, and people know that, you know that you're always bringing up the, but that's how bad it is. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, uh, everything that we're being told is a scam. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was a, there was a, some information coming out of Australia that they, that they started using new thermometers, which are 0.7 degrees in Celsius. So that's a couple of degrees Fahrenheit hotter. They just read hotter. Yeah. Of course. So now they just baked it into the cake that that there's your global warming right there. Right. Our, our measuring uh, methodology has changed, and therefore stop driving cars. Don't well, don't I, have an industry. Kill all kill the humans. You know. I You're, think we're we're approaching a crossroads, maybe is the word, or a collision with reality versus all of these narratives that have they've been pushing on us for decades because basically the oligarchy is to the point where the rubber has to hit the road they have to now implement the totalitarianism that they've been preparing and sort of incrementally uh incrementally releasing into the world we've gotten to the point now where it's like all or nothing and we saw a little bit of that with with the COVID lockdowns and the vaccine passports and all that crap. The next step for them is like these smart cities, 15 minute cities, uh, social credit scores. And of course the CBDC. Yeah. That's bull crap. <clears throat> we're but, not doing, well, that's, we're not that's, talking that's, about, we're not talking about smart cities. We never talked about that. <laughs> that's just bull crap. Okay. Governor. <laughs> yeah. So this is interesting because right before we started, Bobby was showing me this clip of uh, Cox, Spencer Cox, the vegetable governor of Utah, at convention getting really irked. Like, like he, it was very unflattering for him. And he's trying to act tough, and he's clearly not tough. He's, he's trying to act really tough to this podcaster guy who asked him the question about the smart cities because it's on the website, right? Yeah. And he's and and Cox is like that's a lie. We're not we don't we're not doing that. There's no such thing as smart cities. There's no such thing as blah 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 blah. You're making up bleep about me. Yeah, you're making up bleep. He swears at him twice. Which is funny cuz it's like it's such a it's, it's really unflattering for the governor it, it and is. the governor's office and the and the office of the governor of the state of Utah, you know. Well, Spencer Cox, everything he does is unflattering to the office. I mean, he's he's not a strong human being. He's not a, he's not a leader. He, he isn't a person who can take criticism very well. It's pretty venomous. And the response. He, it's clear that this, this guy, this, his name was Jason something. He runs a podcast and a, oh, Instagram account. Was it, it a, what did you, what did you, where did you show me that video? Was it Instagram? Was it Instagram? Uh, you're going to have to. It's clear that this that particular individual has, has gotten the attention of Spencer Cox before and gotten under his skin. Spencer Cox clearly knows who he is. He says something like, you make up all these conspiracies. I know it's good for your brand. And yeah, maybe that's true. But at the same time, the governor owes a rational explanation to concerned people about questions. He took the question from the guy. He engaged with him. The governor did. He shook his hand and all this person said was, what are your thoughts on the smart cities? 
and and the governor loses his mind. Yeah. He loses his mind and he just goes off. He even at one point makes physical contact with this guy. And of course he's got his bodyguards there. But there's a there's some symbolism here that uh the podcaster is a big strapping guy. He, he's got a beard. He's got a beard, he's wearing a nice suit, he's he's muscular. And he's towering over Spencer Cox, who is as beta as you can get. Yeah, he, he's not that much taller than him, but the ang- the angle though. But he's bigger than him. Yeah, he's bigger than and him. He's and he's standing Cox, up straight. Cox isn't wearing a tie. He's acting all chill, like gangsta. He's one of us. He's one of OG. us. OG. He's one of us, man. And the symbolism is that the weak, oligarchical, kind of emasculated puppet. The puppet. male puppet can't handle a little bit of pushback from from a man, a real man. Right. And, and I don't mean that necessarily in the symbolic way of just male, but I mean a strong, independent, critically thinking guy entity, right? Yeah. Because like, you can be that way and be male or female. You can stand up for what's right and stand for yourself. And I'm not even saying that that individual podcaster does that. I don't know him well enough. But what I'm saying is that if you use, if you have the truth on your side, the lies will crumble and they'll cower and all they can do is swear at you and, and just sort of like they lose their minds. It's this- sort of a Hamlet moment here. I mean, it, and it totally fits. The the lady doth protest too much, methinks. Yeah, he. You know, there's so many better ways that he could handle this. He could have said, "You know what? Let's have a conversation about it when we have a little more time. I'll, I'll come well, on your show." It was like, or, "I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy, though." Yeah, he loses his mind because Cox is not a strong person. He's not a person who can handle this kind of thing. I also thought it was ironic that he was bribing people to watch his speech by giving them free hot dogs. So Cox is handing out wieners. (laughs) Okay. Okay. He also... Overcompensating? Ron DeSantis spoke at this convention and received a rousing applause and ovation and won the straw poll by 20-something points. And then little Spencer had to follow him. Follow his speech. Really? And, I, and I've talked to people who were there, and they said the Which con- convention was this? This was the Utah Republican Delegate Convention. And DeSantis? DeSantis came and spoke at it. He was the keynote speaker. Wow. That had to have pissed off Mr. Cox. It had to have made him so mad that he was getting shown up by, by a governor, governor of another of state. A governor who, by the way, has fundamental differences of opinion than Cox, even though they're part of the same party. Because mm-hmm. Governor DeSantis, from afar, it appears that he has both feet firmly planted on, re- on reality. Yeah. Whereas Cox, Cox is just a full-on status. Well, and he's twice vetoed uh, you know, bills designed to protect women's sports. He's, he's very much uh, caught up in the... He's a wokester. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's used, he's used pronouns. People call him governor pronoun. But it must have really irked him to get stood up at his own event by the governor of a different state. So meaning... And then he had to follow it. Everybody was there to see DeSantis. And, everybody, to, and then he has to hand out the hot dogs to get people to stick around for his speech. Right. 
and he had to follow DeSantis and, and, and the people who I've spoken to who were there said it was night and day. Yeah. And it's the difference between leaders and managers. And Cox isn't even a manager. He's managed. So he, do you think he's a one-term governor? I, I mean, I, I think so, but you never know anymore. The problem is with the political process. How do you <clears throat> get uh, Greg Hughes or somebody to get in there and replace him? Well, especially with our weighted primary system here in utah it, the it's goofy it's just you just the legit this utah legislature did kind of surprise us a little bit during covid you know they stepped up and then the, the problem was that the the political entities behind the scenes understand how this works so they'll, they cut it off at the pass right before before having the legislature really hammer the governor down they had closed doors meeting closed door meetings and they all decided hey we're going to quietly essentially quietly uh, not go the way of California and, mm-hmm. and, and we'll be able to maintain more power and control that way rather than having the legislature just smack us down. Eventually, the legislature did smack Cox down. Wasn't I mean, it Herbert they, first? It was, it was some of Herbert, but with the... Uh, I think Cox the, comes I think in the in mask 2020. Mandate, I think right? the mask mandate... 2021. 2021. He, 2021. That I think he, the mask mandate... His, his, his rendezvous with destiny. Right. All right, okay. I think the mask mandate ended after the legislature said enough's enough. They also got together and overruled his second veto of a transgender um, bill that, that was designed to protect youth girls' sports. This right? is Cox. Cox vetoed those things twice, and the second time they got together with a super majority, a veto-proof yeah. majority, and overruled them, essentially said no. Yeah, Utah, Utah's kind of interesting because the legislature's only in session for, what, 90 days or something at the start of the year? And then they have to call special sessions to get people back. So, so when COVID was going on, it was, the re- legislature was wrapping up. And so they had to come back. And it was towards the end of the year where everybody's getting wise, going, okay, this has gone on too long. This is a power grab. And um, so the wrangling was happening at the same time as the election was happening. And so, so Utah, it's usually, it usually works in our favor that the legislature is not in session. Like some other states right. have these legislatures that are in session all year, and our unfortunately our um, well, that's how the national. federal con- Congress is in session all year. It, it was never, that, it was never designed that way, right? You were supposed to be an elected official. You'd go from your home jurisdiction to Washington for the for legislative session, and then you come back and go back to being a farmer, a rancher. Or, well, and whatever that, it is you that, were, that only yeah that ha- that should be the way it is, and that's what's supposed to happen when you have limited government. But the problem is the government's in every facet of our facet of our lives, and they just right. they're just wrecking everything by actually you know their 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 existence in a lot of ways, the way they exist, and and the the fact that they're outworking all the time. That's terrible for Americans and American industry because we don't need all these laws. What we need is enforcement of the rule of law and fairness, and we don't need them to continue to to legislate. We just need a we need a structure that is that is appropriate, and that was the Constitution. And so, as time has gone on, they spend more time legislating, which means they need more money to spend, and so they have to find out ways to suck the money from us, and that's 
That's just what's going on. So Utah not having a full-time legislature is actually a real positive thing. It is. I'm looking up for, I'm looking for, uh, you have a website called Utah Ignite, Utah's smart city and gigabit community. Government grants, local and national networking community, smart city resources. I'm also looking for some that's clearly tied to the Utah state government, which this one may or may not be. <clears throat> it does so have this the is Utah's, an industry group trying to get... It does have the Utah's governor, Utah Governor's Office of Economic, Economic Development as a partner and sponsor. So right there, that ties smart cities to Cox. Directly. Chamber of Commerce, UVU Business Resource Center. What were you saying what were you saying tied them together? One of the partners and sponsors of this UtahIgnite.com is oh, the, the governor's Utah Office Governor's of Office of oh, Economic yeah, Development. There it is, right there. Silicon Slopes. So yeah, a smart city is essentially what would you call it? A a, a technological prison? Uh, yeah, twenty four seven surveillance. The, that's the potential of it, right? What is a smart city or a fifteen minute city? It's a community where everything you need is within fifteen minutes walk, so you never have to go far from home. And you're surveilled twenty four seven. So, the, in this in this uh, belligerent exchange, belligerent from the governor's side with the the podcaster guy, the book nineteen eighty four came up. I mean, who brought that up? I. I think was, the podcaster sort of a, says sort of this is something out of sci-fi, and he's like, "I've read 1984 three times." So the governor brought 1984 up. The governor okay. by name. Let me try to figure out this guy's name. It's Jason something. Uh, I don't want to keep calling him the podcaster. Jason something. <laughs> but go on while I'm looking this up. I'm speechless. No, this is. Yeah, this is interesting how industry gets behind stuff like this because why? Because I guess they're going to make a lot of money on it. Um, like developers. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Utah is run, Utah has developers at its huge influence. I mean, and, and they get whatever they want. As evidenced by the recent uh, video that's kind of gone viral of these houses in Draper falling off the mountain. Did you see this? No, I didn't see this. These homes were built on a place they never should have been built. Not upon the rock? They were built upon the sand, literally, literally. And a few months ago, they were condemned. People that had bought these homes were kicked out. Some of them, I think I read, had only been in the home a month or two. They're kicked out because these the foundations... We're not sound. And now with all of the, the precipitation, the moisture, why do we say moisture? We're praying for moisture. Pray for moisture. Just pray for rain if you're going to pray for We're moisture. We're thankful for the moisture that we have received. <clears throat> anyway, these homes uh, just fell all, right off the mountain because the Was mountain it two collapsed. homes in Hidden Canyon yes. Estates? Okay, I got a link here to Deseret News. You guys will all be happy and to it's read that. Fa- it's, it's, it, the video looks like something out of a, a movie. Like the homes just collapse. Because, mm-hmm. uh, and anyway, the developers they get what they want because they, they have a lot of influence in our legislature. A lot of the legislators are developers. Well, they wine and dine the city councils. They wine and right. dine the county commission. And so that's why I mean, we never seem to want to ask the question. 
should we continue to build, build, build? It's just, can we? And, and, and they gobble up as much land as they can. They throw crazy money at it. This guy's name is Jason Preston. Okay? He ran for Congress in uh, Utah District 3 um, and runs a, the podcast is called We Are the People, I believe. We Are the People Radio, and you can find it same place you can find the Mind Virus. At mindvirus.show? <laughs> if we link on to the it. web, http www.mindvirus.show. We will link to we will link to his podcast at that uh, on episode one twenty four here. Anyway, yeah, you can find but, it on. But uh, only Spotify, listen to him Apple. after you've listened to us every week. <laughs> if you listen to him first, that would be disloyal. Maybe we should try to have him on our show. Anyway, that's who that is. So you get okay. a little more context. But yeah, there's a, there's a utah.gov website called, uh, it, it, under the utah.gov umbrella called the Internet of Things. And it talks about smart digital assistance, transportation, smart buildings, water systems, healthcare, uh, all of these different things that when you add them all up, it's all aspects of it. What? A city. A surveillance uh, system. And that's the danger in it, like... This is like Agenda 2030 and all these other things that they, you know, vaccine passports and digital IDs, they make it sound like it would be, it's going to be so great for your life. So great. Is this, but the danger is that when you have to, when you have to, when you live in a, in a, in a community like this, it's hyper-connected and surveilled, you have no more privacy, especially you add in the CBDC, uh, you have no more freedom. You have nothing. I mean, like literally, you're a prisoner. I you're heard a- somebody talking about the CBDCs the other day, and they're like, "Yeah, well, this is super important because we do, we want mothers to be able to program the currency so that their little boy can't go to the store and buy chocolate with his money, right? Because mom might not want him to buy chocolate, right? If you can program the the money so that your kid can't buy chocolate, um, yeah. finish the sentence, right? Okay, then they can program it to make it so you can't buy anything. They can control uh, how much they give you based on your behavior. Right. It's guns first, and then it's chocolate. Speaking of 1984, remember they have they uh, they said we've increased the ration of chocolate this week. Well, they could do the same thing with your money. We've increased your allowance this week because you didn't you uh, you you uh, woke up on time and did your jumping jacks every day. I mean, a digital city, 1984 is an apt comparison. Basically, that's what they lived in, right? In the, in the, in the story 1984, they lived in these high-rise buildings that were surveilled inside the apartments. Right. And they had a t- what they called a telescreen, which had a camera on it, everything, which looked back at you like a selfie camera. Right. So essentially, their television had a selfie camera. That's weird. I mean, yeah, it, that would never happen, right? Right. And everything they did uh, was within these buildings. That's why I have this piece of masking tape over the camera on my laptop. They didn't go outside. They didn't have free time the way you and I do. The other thing that's important to remember is that right now in the United States, we still have some ability to get out of the cities. We can move to the country temporarily, permanently. You can go on vacation and get out of out of there 
in a smart city situation, that could be hard to do. There was a story I read recently, and, and you take everything from China with a grain of salt, but there was a Chinese woman who her social credit score was too low to use the train. You have to use the train. You have to scan a thing and that says you're an approved human being. You still you conform well enough to use the train. So she tried to use her daughter's ID, and she got caught and was thrown in jail because she was trying to use someone else's ID just to use the train. Mm-hmm. The 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 way that this could all cascade, and it's ridiculous. And I'm sure Spencer Cox looks at this and goes, "This is just quality of life stuff. It's going to be awesome." Okay, I've read 1984 three times. Yeah, I don't, you don't don't think I know how that ends? It's well, not a conspiracy. Well, it's ridiculous to to even if Spencer Cox believes it sincerely in his own jumbled head, it's ridiculous to give the government the benefit the benefit of the doubt and assume that they aren't going to abuse this type of thing because they always do. That's the whole point That's of this type of thing. There's yep. there's not a clamor uh, of there's not a demand amongst the people to have grocery stores and their doctor's offices closer. They're already close enough. I can get to anything. I, I can get to any essential service I need right now in a few minutes. Right. And we have this thing called the free market that tends to take care of stuff like that. Right. Well, we but they had say, past tense. We had theoretically a free right. market, or at least elements of a free market. But now it's like they don't want you driving anywhere. So now it all has to be within... 15 minutes walk. Well, having a car is quite liberating. It's fr- it creates it freedom. It is. And so they're <clears> shutting down uh, access to the centers of these big cities like London um, from cars. New York's, I think, been talking about that. And granted, they have a lot of congestion, but they, they want to limit people and their mobility. So they take away your ability to drive. They first... Uh, the first thing they did, though, was take away your ability to fly, right? That's the whole 9-11, one of the big artifacts or uh, one of the big effects of the whole war on terror was that international travel and, and uh, regional travel has been severely interrupted. You now have to jump through a lot of hoops and you have to go through a great deal of surveillance and control in order to get through an airport and get to your destination. Speaking of so, surveillance, this is another, this is at the utah.gov, <clears throat> Internet of Things. <clears throat> so Utah, utah.gov is talking <clears throat> about the Internet of Things? Yeah, they have connected drones, vehicles, and robotics. Utah state government uses drones or unnamed, unmanned aerial systems for a variety of functions such as, and then it cuts off and the, there's no, the links aren't working. Well, the Internet of Things is a term that, if, if you've been studying the new world order or conspiracy or whatever for you know 10 15 years this is this is one of those terms that uh we were alerted to that people would use because they want to monitor everything right they want they want to be able to control everything so why why do you need a washing machine that you can access via the internet Right. Why does your fridge need to be connected to yeah, the internet? I, I can see that you might want to turn the lights on and off in your house or the thermostat. You know, stuff like that makes some sense because it's convenient. But there is no reason to have a toilet that is Bluetooth. Right. Or Wi-Fi. I mean, they t- they're talking about that. That's like a real... In fact, in, Ra- in Rand Paul's um, 
yearly expose, we brought this up. I'll remind the listeners, and I'm, I'm, I'm loath to do it, but millions of dollars was set aside to study whether you could get uh, a fingerprint-like identification off of the anus of an individual using a toilet. Right. By the government. Your tax dollars were used to study that. So why does your toilet need to be connected to the internet? So that the government can know who used the toilet. Well, and it's, you have, if your toilet's connected and your fridge is connected and your washing machine, I mean, they can, they can surveil every little aspect of your life. And they sell it all in these convenience packages, right? Well, your fridge connected to the internet and it could tell you it's time to buy new milk. It's like, you know what? I know when it's time to buy new milk because I open the fridge and there's no milk or the milk is low. It's pretty easy. Like Creating so, communities, a so guide to walkable centers. One thing that's bugging me about this is that on all these, on the Utah Ignite and some of the related material, I'm seeing that uh, there's this point of the mountain chamber. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just, they just essentially... Uh, that's where all of this is going to take place. That's what I'm saying. On the that's what's bugging existing me. prison site, which is very ironic. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to build a new prison that we're going to move into uh, voluntarily. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I grew up around here, like, you know, South, U- South Salt Lake County, North Utah County, Utah County, whatever. Like the point of the mountain is becoming the new center, center of commerce and um, activity and growth in the state of Utah. It will be essentially the main metropolis. And so they want to, they, they, they tore down the, did they already tear down the uh, prison or are they, um, they, have they moved it yet? I think the new one, I think it's been moved. They, they moved the, the prisoners? Pri- I think so. Cause it's, they moved the obvious prisoners and they're going to move new prisoners in to the point of the mountain as soon as they build their city. That's, that's bugging me. That bugs me. I mean, because we travel up and down across the point all the time. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to be able to take I-15 up that way if, if they've got a smart grid going on? Yeah, you can, but you're going to be surveilled. You're going to have a toll? I mean, they are, I mean what's it going to look like at first? They're going to expand it from six lanes to, to nine lanes? Or are they going to shut down the cars and then make you take a train? Like they do in the <clears throat> national parks. Well, too many people are crossing the point of the mountains, so we're going to make you have to transfer. It's now a, this a is, smart city. They've got this. This is at utah.gov. They have a whole site called the Digital State <laughs> with all these different aspects. Like that's not sinister at all. Like I know Cox that you probably okay, what's don't. The, what's the URL on that? Utah.gov. Uh, Utah.gov/digital/index.html. I know that you probably don't think it's sinister. Me? Governor. Mr. Cox, I know you're listening. But the, the regular people look at this, and, and it raises all kinds of red flags. The digital state. <laughs> right. Crossroads of digital and government. Utah.gov. The digital state. Explore. That's where they got. Internet of Things. Broadband Project. Walkable Communities. Digital Delivery. Uh, Envision Utah, that's the walkable communities. Silicon Slopes, which is the fascism in Utah. Utah.gov was honored by the Center for Digital Government. The Center for Digital Government announced the results of its biennial Digital States Survey 2016, giving Utah an A grade. 
Well, I'm sure they do. Letter so, grading by, the letter grading by the center started in 2010 and Utah, one of the two states that have... Nice. Okay, so the... the uh, <clears throat> and this, we go, is, this is a run-on sentence. But anyway, Utah is one of the two states that has always received an A grade. And you go back to Cox's answer to Jason when he says, this is something that's in the public. There's a lot of people working on it, a lot of elected officials. Jason says something like, yeah, I know. But it still doesn't answer the question. <laughs> As if that's going to put people's mind at ease that a lot of different people are involved with this. Like, that doesn't put my mind at ease. It actually is another red flag. Like, I think that's the, the clarion call that all, the, all of us Luddites, I guess, are making is that they've infected the minds of enough people that, that there's a lot of ma- a critical mass or momentum here of people who are not aware of the dangers you know, the overt, obvious tyranny that's coming and they're being talked into it based on convenience and excitement and all that stuff. That's, I mean, that's why we're talking about it is because so many, you've been able to corrupt the minds of enough people that it's a big deal. Yeah, especially here in in the Wasatch Front. I mean, you have, it's, you have like the Silicon Slopes is a funny little movement. It's these companies that, these tech startups, a lot of them, I think, just don't even get off the ground, but <clears throat> they like to have this convention that the governor attends. And I, I said sort of jokingly a few minutes ago, it's like Silicon Slopes is the local fascism because it's all these companies collaborating with the government to make things better for each other while the rest of us just have to go along with whatever they do. It's like, you know, you had Ryan Smith, who now owns Utah Jazz at a Silicon Slopes a couple of years ago, laying out his vision for Utah. And it was, it was uh, anathema to the way most Utahns lives. He wanted live. He wanted to make this into. He wanted to make us into California with a lot more people, bigger cities, more highways and freeways. And it's like that isn't why Utah is attractive to people. And in fact, the the Wasatch Front's being ruined because of our constant development and growth and. Just building, 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 building anywhere and everywhere. And then you have homes falling off the mountain. And then now, now you have neighborhoods flooding in areas of the valley that should never have neighborhoods. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Governor Cox is continuing to, to thank everybody for praying for rain. And now he's telling everybody to pray that the, the snow doesn't melt too fast. And it, it, just, gets a, it just gets silly at, at some point. Like, there's clearly a fundamental problem with the way that government uh, runs here in the state. And yes, luckily we have some good legislators that kind of slow things down, but they never slow down the growth. The the growth for the sake of growth is the ideology of the cancer cell, right? That's Edward Abbey. Say that again. Growth for the sake of growth is the ideology of the cancer cell. Mm -hmm. And that's what you have in Utah. Like there was a headline... Uh, a month or so ago that uh, St. George, the fastest growing community in this nation, searches for more water to keep the growth going. And it's like, maybe you've just tapped out. You know, St. George is a desert. <laughs> maybe you've just tapped out. Maybe you need to slow the growth instead of finding ways to pipe more water into the desert. But these are uh, radical ideas that nobody wants to consider because it means they don't get to earn as much money. And of course, money is the god of this world. <laughs> so while you've been while you've been kind of talking about that, 
I'm looking at the the Center for Digital Government because mm-hmm. this is what happens is your your state and local governments start to join these what we call not NGOs, non governmental organizations, mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of reasons, right? Status, flattery, um, funding, funding, whatever they 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 want to just go on it. They'll hold a convention. I want to go to the convention in Florida, you know. So the state's going to pay for that, and I'm going to go to the this center for digital governments convention or whatever. Uh, we want an A grade. It's like the JD Power and Associates, but then it becomes, you know, they give you the uh, you can buy the award for greatest new eating utensil of 2023. <laughs> right, because <laughs> forks and knives are out outmoded, spoons are out outmoded. Anyway, uh, the Center for Digital Government has a website called govtech.com i'm not going to link to it on the website but then if you're looking for who they are they're a subset of a company called e-republic llc e.republic llc and on their who we are um page they say they were established in 1984 and it's the nation's leading data media and events company dedicated exclusively to state and local government education our mission is to serve as the trusted source for guidance, innovation, and meaningful connections, empowering government and education to reach their fullest potential. Do we want government to reach its fullest potential? Mm-mm. I think we want it to be limited. Um, th- this is, uh, they're supported by, well, they've got seasoned experts, innovators, blah, 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 supported by the leading knowledge management private equity firm, Leeds Equity Partners. So somewhere here, we're going to find this going, I, I, I'm not, I don't know, maybe I need to chase it all the way back to who owns these people. I don't know if we can even find that out, but it's going to be like the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and Colonel Sanders before he went teats up. I mean, <laughs> this is like BlackRock or somebody's behind this since 1984, and, the, and this is why you keep getting curb and gutter everywhere. This is why everybody has to be the same is because right. they're all tuned into the same organizations and they get money from you to do this. They use the money against us. This is so, this is so, again, one, one, again, another black pill episode of the mind virus show. Well, I just think it's interesting that <clears throat> again, we're going back to the kind of the launching pad of this was the governor of Utah denying that this stuff is happening when it's, right out there on his own website or did trying to deny that there's any kind of sinister potential behind it See, or e, motive e.republic here erepublic.com when you click on brands they say our public sector audience is um 300,000 plus public contacts from 28,000 unique agencies engaging 100% of state governments yeah that means all 50 states right Ninety-six percent of county governments. That means your county, <laughs> and ninety-three percent of city governments. So they have their hands in everything. I mean, literally everywhere, everything. Uh, that would be an yeah. interesting uh, thread to tug on a little bit. What's it called? E Republic. E Republic dot com. They've got a leadership team here. You can look into the connections of Kathalia Robinette and Paul Harney and a guy named Dustin Hazler. These look like, you know, 
a, it looks like a typical think tank. Probably, I'm sure they've got ties to the usual suspects somehow. We could, right. we could look into that. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe I'm not seeing Bill Gates there, so <laughs> doesn't mean he's not there. <laughs> well, maybe we maybe we wrap this up. Uh, leave it. Leave us hanging on on the E Republic, and maybe we can uh, tell our listeners to go take a look at that and find out. You know, do and, the work and, for and us. And for those of you guys who aren't local, do you see much of this in your own communities? This Internet of Things, the smart city, the fifteen minute city. Because um, I think it's all. It's all. It, it it also reminds me of uh, a, a correction here. It looks like uh, E Republic just barely joined forces with Leeds Equity, so it wasn't. This wasn't formulated by Leeds Equity. This is a recent uh, merger. There's the uh, I think it's in Dubai, the uh, World's Fair city or something, which is basically like a 15 minute city. And the reason I know about that is because I was curious about the LDS temple site in Dubai is, and is going to be, assuming it ever gets handed over and built, will be in that. In the 15-minute city? Yeah. Will they have a 15-minute endowment? <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know. Probably not yet. Probably not yet. But We're, uh, getting, the, we're getting close. This, don't worry. Everyone just be patient. Just sometimes you have to zoom out and look at the big picture and realize like all of these forces that are conspiring against us as individuals. And when somebody involved like Spencer Cox on however low a level or however controlled and managed he is, when you see his reaction, you know that there's, you know that there's more to it because he, he loses his mind with what he tries to pass off as just a simple development project. It's just a housing, it's just a housing and development project. It's nothing. It's no big deal. Yeah, Come to the meeting and, and give your public input. The lady doth protest too much, methinks. Yeah. Yeah. It was way, it was way out of control. I mean, I, I, obviously, <clears throat> he, obviously he, couldn't, he couldn't just walk away. He tries to walk away. He couldn't walk away. And he keeps... He keeps coming back and sniping back at the guy and getting angry at well, him because he, he must have asked him a follow-up question. He physically contacts him, the, the governor. And he's done that before. There, there are videos of, of him doing that to a woman during COVID. Yeah, on his inauguration day, a woman uh, asked him some questions, and he put his hand on her shoulder and said, I love you. It was the creepiest thing, and that video has been scrubbed. I can't find that. I tried to look that up recently. Yeah, if you go back through we the archives, have... if you go back through the archives on mindvirus.show, we have a lot of videos that have been scrubbed. <laughs> right. That, like a lot of uh links supporting right. sources that are just gone. We do not ha- we do not have a strong leader right now in the government in Utah. Spencer Cox is not a strong leader. He he's a managed man. He's an owned man. He's a puppet. You're a puppet. Spencer why are there so many <laughs> songs about rainbows? Well, <clears throat> on the anyway, side. we'll link to some of this stuff and uh, do do your own homework. Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. And rainbows have nothing to hide. I'm not sure I understand the connection between Kermit singing mm-hmm, Rainbow mm-hmm, Connection. Mm-hmm. He's a puppet. Well, actually, he's, he's a, a Muppet. He's a Muppet. He's not a puppet. He's a Muppet. 
but I would trust Kermit, Kermit the Frog. I would trust him more than Spencer the Cox. <laughs> I think we've got a new title for Cox. <laughs> Spencer the Cox. Anyway, take care of yourselves, everybody. <laughs> we hope you have a great week. We will talk to you again soon. <laughs>